Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. This is the producer's happy hour. Two producers on opposite coasts reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how this pandemic has affected you, your life, and your work. Your stories let us know that we're not alone. They definitely help me a lot. It's important for us to keep sharing our experiences and ideas Social distancing physically, but doing the opposite mentally has, you know, is good. Yes. So email us your stories or better yet, record a one to two minute voice memo and send that to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. And don't forget to share this show with friends and colleagues. We really want these stories to be heard. Christian, today we are chatting with Kyle D. Crosby, who is a film, TV, and commercial producer who is based in Washington, D.C. Right. Um, I don't know Kyle. You said you'd worked with him before? Yeah, I did. He's a great guy. He's a go-getter. He's a good producer. And it's interesting that he's there in the middle of Washington during this uh, crazy time. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think so of I'm... that angle until you said it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much that affects him, but we'll find out when we chat with him. Good. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Lawrence, how are you doing today? Uh, I guess I'm kind of entering a numb phase where I pretty much feel the same every day. I just kind of get up. I come out here to my studio and chat with you and <laughs> go about my day. I don't know. Um, Mayor Garcetti gets on every day at 5.15 live. And while he is comforting and factual and has a plan and has answers yes. to questions... It's still always just a little disheartening because he's very realistic and yes. he's telling us the hard news and real timelines. It just takes a minute to get my head around it every day. You know, um, I should share that we were chatting about this during the break, but um, I felt the same exact thing that happened to me. Yeah. This today. I mean, I feel the same about Cuomo, uh, America's sugar daddy. <laughs> that's my new nickname for him we should hashtag that actually america's oh, yeah, sugar totally. daddy um <laughs> Cuomo. as much as you and i have discussed over the last two weeks how important it is to be informed and the honesty is what we prefer uh mm -hmm. it doesn't make it any easier to swallow for sure yeah we get a little chunk of these hard realities every day about what uh the future looks like you know as we expected the timeline of our isolation is extended and we, I think we always knew it. Right. But now here we are, it's, you know, it's been a couple of weeks in and there's not really that much of a end in sight. No. I mean, a pair of binoculars maybe sees the end, but it's not yeah. visible with the naked eye. I mean, you know, not to be doom and gloom, there is an end to this. We will get back to some kind of new normal, but, uh, but yeah, it's just when the you uncertainty are, is un, is the unsettling. uncertainty is unsettling. So my friend was getting anxious and down in the dumps. And I told him, you know, obviously people out there are struggling to have money for food. Rent's a whole different topic. We're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah, It's a weird opportunity where everything just got frozen. Obviously, you got to get money to eat. That's a problem. But in terms of a career, we've never been in a moment where it's just been on pause. Unless you're working a nine to five job and have to work from home as freelancers, have a rare opportunity where we have no responsibilities right. and can take this moment to pivot or really check in with ourselves and find out what really makes us happy. What have I been doing with my life that really, really makes us happy? I can right now do anything I want. 
and it's just a rare opportunity. I was just trying to help him look at things from from that perspective mm-hmm. rather than like, oh, my God, I, 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 you know, I don't have a job. I don't have money. I don't have a career. I don't know what's going to happen. All that is scary. And you have the right to be scared about it. But just trying to, I don't know. Offer a different view. Offer a different view of this, Open this, this unique thing where we're all in the same boat. Right. All of us, free, most of us freelancers have an empty calendar. And and that's just going to have to be okay for a while. Is your friend freelance? He's not freelance, uh, but he, just before all this, was kind of bouncing around from job to job. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so he was already kind of lost in this what is my career moment that we all go through every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then this happened. So it was just right. an awkward timing. Yesterday when I said that when I overheard the administration push to yep. April 30th, and the, my first thought was, oh, good. <laughs> It was like a weight had lifted. And I was nervous about yeah. saying that, to be honest, because I feel like it could be I have old thinking in the sense that women shouldn't show weakness in professional mm. life. Right. So I thought I was right. a bit vulnerable when I said it. And I tried it out on a friend yesterday, too. And she was like, I feel the same way. So I do think <laughs> <laughs> not that that validates me or anything. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that <sighs> it's the first time I've ever felt that. Um, like a pause, yeah. a true pause that I'm not really that concerned that I'm allowed to yeah. not be concerned or worried yeah. until the 30th doesn't mean I won't be. What it means is I've given myself some sort of per- permission to permission to do yeah. it. And so the anxiety is lifting a little bit from me. Um, I think that I'm beginning to form the plan of April. Yeah. And yeah. that to me is kind of exciting for the first time instead of just getting all the rest I can until I get on a five job run again. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's right. kind of how the life has been for, well, forever since I started mm-hmm. doing this. I think it's important that you were able to give your friend both, you know, options of, well, we can look at it like this or you have permission to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Everyone's is. got the permission to do whatever the Please. fuck they want right now. <laughs> exactly. You really, really do. <laughs> Except leave the house. You're not allowed to leave the house. That's the only thing. Don't touch your face. Do whatever you want. Be whoever you want. Dress however you want. Right. So, so you can put on put on whatever kind of show on Zoom you want to put on. The oh. world is your oysters, girls. I know. Twitch it up. <laughs> Twitch it up. So, um, so I decided today too that um, you know how we originally started off with the premise of producers happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's so. It was so charming. It, it was, was so charming. Really charming. But I feel um, today, so uh, irresponsible I, right now. But go ahead. I know. Well, <laughs> since I'm in New York and it's Tuesday, I thought, well, I may, you know, partake in that tradition. So what right. I did was I have this pint glass. It's full. It's a pinball pint glass, by the way. First time uh-huh. I've mentioned pinball, um, episode 113. Oh, that's right. First time. So, um, yeah. well, I did mention it in episode one. Oh, yes. Our, our, our pre-coronavirus episode, I did mention you are a pinball champion. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That pays very well, guys. So if your kids does, need a yeah, career, <laughs> please, I'm, I can, I'm available to train. So, but so what's in your pint glass? Well, it's um, cold brew coffee, Grady's from uh-huh. Uh-huh. New Orleans. Yeah. So the oh. concentrate. Yep. And then I'm trying out this new creamer because... I've been a diehard dairy fan for as long, mm. you know, for as long as I can remember. And I'm trying to not drink, you know, drink yeah. dairy anymore. I'm still cheese. Don't talk to me. And so it's like <laughs> this coconut um, creamer. 
non-plant-based, yeah. and then a splash of Kahlua. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it's delicious. Happy hour. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I'll put well, that. Well, I'm just um, drinking. Well, I can put that recipe on the website. Put the recipe in the show notes, please. <laughs> this was our original concept, everyone. <laughs> Sharing cocktail recipes and talking about yeah. what it means to be a good producer. Yes. Well, I'm just drinking water, but I have on many of these episodes uh, had either some sparkling wine in here or a beer in here. I just didn't mention <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> well, we're going to start again if we partake. It's not It's if, not going yes. to be mandatory at 10 a.m. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, or it might be. Who knows? So did I ask you how you, you were doing? I'm doing, um, I think we, I think we covered most of it. I just wanted to say that I am very thankful for the leadership that we're getting in this state. Yeah. You and me both. I'm yeah. so impressed by Cuomo, Garcetti, and and Gavin Newsom right now. Yeah, um, and you know, it's... all handsome dudes too. I yeah. have to say, uh, yeah. you know, I still think of myself as a generation where I can say that. So um... <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> they are stunningly so. Christian, did you do the subscription challenge yet? No. <laughs> uh... It's okay. It's going to get me done. neither. Well, because tomorrow's April. Done. Tomorrow's April. Oh, yeah. Good time to check. So, everybody, the subscription challenge is get out your credit card bill, go through it, look at all the subscriptions you have, because, you know, in this modern day, we're subscriptioned to death. And some of them you need, but some of them maybe they're a little bit frivolous. Like, do you need both Spotify and Pandora subscriptions? I don't know. It's up to you. Figure out what you don't need and cancel those subscriptions. I'm going to cancel. I have MailChimp because I have a, a, an immersive theater uh, show that I produce from time to time, but that sucker seventy five dollars a month. I'm gonna just download all those names and save them on a Google Drive, on a Google spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and give her the subscription for now. I think that's something you may have done if you had the time to do it anyway. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you didn't have the time, and now you do. And I didn't, and now right. I do. Uh, <laughs> here's a good one. So I found what? that I had subscribed to a receipt generating website. Neat receipts or something? No, something way, oh. <laughs> way more, oh. way oh. more expansive Sounds than that. Shady. Right. And okay. I feel like I can just, I can pick it right back up once, yeah. once things start exactly. again. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's little things like that that you don't realize you have until you start looking. So that's, I know I'm going to I'm, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's the ones you don't know you have and you maybe don't need right now. And you can always go back to them. You can always go back to them later. Exactly. So and then um, our other challenge, Lawrence, our water challenge. This is where we encourage ourselves to if you are getting up to go get a snack, drink a glass of water first or drink some water first. Drink a drink a glass. Drink a whole <laughs> drink damn a, glass of water. A whole gallon, and, guys. And then see if you really need if you really need that snack. Right. If you need the snack, have the snack, but drink drink the water first. It's been working, I have to say, Good. because I will stop yeah. in the middle of the room and go, No, 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 drink the water. Drink so, the water. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm excelling at that because it would be one or the other. <laughs> Subscription or water. <laughs> so um, all right, so we have some voice memos to get to, but we should talk about the CARES Act because that's what was passed most recently. The Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. That's what was just passed by Congress, and it's intended to assist business owners with whatever they need right now to help them kind of make it through this this downturn. Right. I'm excited about this because I have a friend who owns um, her own Pilates studio, 
And I know that she's going through this right now. And I know she's discussing it with her accountant and her attorney. So I can report back on what her findings are. Yeah. Please do. I just emailed my accountant today. I've been kind of ignoring it and waiting to see what was all happening. So hopefully I'll get some good info, but I'm putting a link in the show notes. It's a guide. It's a small business owner's guide to the CARE Act. So you can go through step by step. It tells you what it offers and what you can do to help your small business. And I spoke to another friend of mine, Eddie, who I think we might have on the show. He's a like a projection mapping, audiovisual kind of, you know, technology whiz. Right. Mostly focused on live events. He was going to have some stuff at Coachella and all these events coming up. And of course, all that's gone. So we might chat with him next week. But he told me uh, he's a small business. And I think a lot of people out there that are listening are probably like this. They're a corporation. Right. But it's just they are their only employee. Oh, yes. So that's, me, so that's just like me. Mm-hmm. I'm an S-corp. I'm my only employee. So what he's looking into, uh, what he's studied is uh, he's going to lay himself off. Okay. Today. Right. He personally is going to file for un- unemployment in the state of California, and his business is going to apply for the small business benefit packages that come from the CARES Act. He's not going to take advantage of both. Don't mm-hmm. nobody get up their cackles up. <laughs> He's going to see who responds first. You know, okay. which side of the equation is he going to get money from first to kind of cover their bills for the next couple of months? And which one's the better deal? Yeah. I mean, I think or he's only going to eat longer. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't want to take advantage too much of it. But, uh, you know, I think there, there's a cap of like $10,000 on the small business side right. is what I've heard. But this link kind of lays out all the things that the CARES Act provides. And one is Paycheck Protection Program to cover the cost of retaining employees. There's also an emergency economic injury grant, a quick infusion of smaller amounts of cash to cover the business, like a gap loan. That's what I, well, I, it's a, it's a grant, right? I don't think that it's a you, grant. That's yeah. Not, yeah. It's a grant. Yes. Yeah. Which is that I was excited to hear about feedback on too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you have to have employees? And a lot of it is to keep your employees on staff. Yeah. There's a, there's a list of things that uh, the CARES program offers and that document goes into depth on it. And it's at sbc.senate.gov. And if you go to that website, search for Small Business Owners Guide to the CARES Act. And it's a PDF. You can even Google it. That's how I got to it. And then, Christian, you sent me something from my Yahtzee yesterday, kind of about the same stuff. Yeah. IOTC has put together a nice little fact sheet that tells who is eligible for what in the CARES Act. Right. Very similar to what the DGA did. We'll put that link in there as well. There's another one, Career One Stop, posted kind of the same thing, another kind of guideline to help figure out what works, what benefits you can apply for. Mm -hmm. So we'll put all those in the show notes. So what's going on with rent, Christian, in New York? Okay. Nothing's quite been passed yet, but there's going to be, um, there's a very large push for people to not pay their rent tomorrow. There are definitely petitions around, which we will give the links to, which I think everybody should sign. And what I'm doing is I made up a flyer with the information in English and Spanish, Mm. and I'm going to post it around my neighborhood later today. Oh, wow. I think because I live in a a part of Brooklyn that has a lot of Spanish speakers around, I feel like that type of uh, community base may not always um, know what's available to them when it comes to rights. Put up a few flyers, you know, if anybody's interested in finding out more information, then they have it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I think uh, it's important. And so has Cuomo answered anything about rent? 
No, it's it's more city council than anything, and that's who or the renters organizations here in New York. Actually, I think that that's one area where he's avoiding to see if somebody yeah. else like de Blasio comes out with a plan that way he can get behind it or improve it. I think that he's, you know, this is one area where he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. People owe their rent. I think it's the last thing he said. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Ugh, well, yeah, insane. I mean, but even if it's like what's happening in California, it's like, uh, right now, um, they can't evict you. All evictions have stopped. Right. Garcetti just came out last night with the plan, and the plan is no evictions, as you said. That's been on the table for a while. If you are unable to pay your rent during this uh, isolation period, residential renters, Mm -hmm. once things go back to normal and we're allowed to go back to work, you have 12 months to repay the rent that you haven't paid during this time. And I don't know if they cap it at three months, but you have a year to pay back that, that rent. Commercial units, they only have three months to pay back that rent which is a little right. scary. I mean, but. it is considering how much higher the rent is and how much mm-hmm. small businesses value accessibility and window front storefronts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's still baffling to me that we are still on the hook for, we don't get three months extra to make money. <laughs> but <No>. we still have <laughs> right <laughs> right? But we still have to pay the three months. So it's not excused. It's not, erased it's we still owe it right even though in our whole life we're never getting those three months back to make that money so, no that three months is paused yeah we we still owe that money i don't know maybe it's the, the socialist in me i just think everything should be just off the table right now no income no rent for however long it takes and that's it i know there's bigger issues than just saying it i agree completely with you i think that and i and um i think part of the problem is the you know the twelve hundred dollars that we're supposed to receive is Mm -hmm. supposed to cover our rent and um how they base that i'm not sure if you've seen this equation or not is um, based on somebody who makes seven dollars and fifty cents an hour Mm -hmm. times a 40 hour week times four weeks is Mm -hmm. about eleven hundred and sixty dollars so boom twelve hundred dollars Oh. And that's what, so it's a month of wages is what $1,200 is supposed to represent, right? And right. it's terribly flawed, but it's also based on $7.50. So the next time somebody says to you, why should I have to share to, so that somebody can have a living wage? We're all mm. getting that experience right now because essentially we've been mm-hmm. giving what the government calls a, a living wage. It's a uh, pretty eye-opening. It is. Yeah. You know, everything is so interwoven with each other. Yeah. Our rent affects this, which affects this, which, you know, and so forth. So it all should be forgiven or else none of it is really that fair. Exactly. Exactly. It's not fair to landlords who still have to pay commercial mortgages or whatever. It's not fair to the banks to lose out on that money. But somehow, uh, well, I don't know. We don't have the answers. We don't have the answers and we're not journalists. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Say it again. <laughs> Don't touch your face. Uh, gosh. Did you see this uh, article in the medium, The Age of Virtual Production? I did not. What is this? It's written by somebody named Jason Zada, entertaining people during our period of isolation without leaving the safety of mm-hmm. your home. So mm-hmm. it's just taking a look at what is happening right now with all this at-home entertainment, people live streaming on Instagram, yes. large-scale virtual events, digital experiences to personalize entertainment, you know, just looking at this whole new landscape, again, it goes back to what we were saying. It's all possible. Whatever you want to do right now, put on your own little variety show, 
it's all possible. My friend of mine had a birthday dance party. This was early. This was like the first week of our isolation. It was her birthday and she got dressed up and they had lights and they just turned on their little webcam and they just danced. Aww. And I swear to God, they were live on Facebook yeah. dancing for like five hours. Oh it my was God. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, have you seen the live Facebook weddings that are starting to happen? No, just a couple but of in there. That makes sense. I know, just a couple in their living room with maybe an officiant, and then you know, rest of it's being live streamed. Amazing. I know, and I think that goes to what we've been discussing when it comes to things are getting you know smaller and more intimate, but are also able to be shared with way more people than you ever could have invited to your wedding. Yeah, all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not just your best totally. 50. <laughs> yeah, not just what you can afford. Exactly. Um, I'm going to put the age of virtual production. I'll put the, a link to that article in the show notes. Okay, so um, SAG-AFTRA to adopt dues extension program for members impacted by COVID-19 work loss. This mm -hmm. is basically something that SAG-AFTRA is implementing for its members. Good. Following suit with... Most other unions, I think uh, DGA has also waived their dues, right? That's the last. I think so. I That's heard. the last yeah. I heard. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they all will. Um, all right. Voice memos. Yes. Today we have a voice memo from Derek Hobart from Indiana. Let's take a listen. Hi, this is Derek Hobart. I'm based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. I work as a freelance cinematographer and audio tech, and I also do some video editing. Most of my shoots are corporate marketing, doing interviews and B-roll, and I also do some live events. And those have dried up uh, for the time being. I had a lot of shoots get canceled in late February, early March. One or two still happen, but for the most part, uh, the rest of them got canceled. I have had a couple of video editing jobs come my way, which has been great, but for the most part, uh, things are kind of dead right now. So I'm hoping things will turn around soon. But in the meantime, trying to stay positive and focused, I've been going online, looking at doing tutorials for some of those things that I'm not skilled at, After Effects being one of them, and uh, also doing a lot of projects around the house, uh, those things that tend to not get done uh, any other time during the year. This has been a really good time to do home improvement projects. So those things combined are what's keeping me focused and staying positive through all this. And I hope that everybody else in our industry out there is doing well and uh, eventually we'll get through this. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Derek. I have to say that when I go to a smaller market to film, meeting a guy like Derek is like your dream. Right. Yeah, exactly. he, he can do the audio or he's got a camera or two that you can rent mm -hmm. or he could do your transcodes, I'm sure. Just uh, they're kind of the lifeblood of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or sound guy, whatever. I mean, his position is kind of the lifeblood of a of a town, you know, of uh, Indianapolis size. The home improvement. That's <laughs> Good great. On you. I, yeah. yeah. Go Good. for it, Derek. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lawrence, I think that I'm going to start growing tomatoes. Hey. That's right. Fun. And maybe Good. I have a little bit of a mini victory garden in my backyard I here. I love it. Yeah. That awesome. I would love to hear. I mean, if anybody else is starting to do this, I would love to see some photos or get some tips or hints. I mean, I did grow up on a farm and I have a pretty good green thumb. I've just never been able to concentrate on it before. So yep. guess what? <laughs> I have the time. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. thanks, Derek. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Keep your head up. 
stay busy and you will get back to work at some point. Oh, yeah. Somebody like you with all those different skills, especially in the post-production side, you're going to come through this. Exactly. Um, so hang in there. Not, yeah. Sounds like he's available too, guys, if anyone needs somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So on our website, we have a, a page called Take Action. We had some petitions on there, but since the CARES Act was passed, we're going to put up a link Christian to a petition about no rent in New York, right? Yes, I have got that up there. And then I'll also see what's happening in LA and post one of those too. Or if there's some sort of national one, we'll see. I'll um, I'll gather some together and get them up. And then we're still going to keep the form letter that's up there written by the Freelancers Union for you to send to your state officials, asking them to include freelancers in financial assistance programs. We still think it's valuable to send those because they're already talking about the fourth stimulus bill. Exactly. So keep at it, keep our voices heard, and hopefully um, we'll see some action and some results come out of it. Yes. So get to work, people. It'll take you all of 10 minutes. Okay, let's get on to our interview, Christian. Kyle David Crosby is an established film, television, and commercial producer from Washington, D.C. He has worked on feature films, television series, commercial campaigns, still photography shoots, and documentaries through his company, Picture Show Productions. In addition to Picture Show, he works as a line producer for various productions, such as the Netflix original feature, Hashtag Reality High. Let's take a listen. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. Um, so first, we'd like to check in on you to see how you're doing, how your family's doing. Yeah, we're doing uh, doing well. Thank you for asking. And family is doing well. In some ways, it's not too dissimilar from the peaks and valleys that we experience anyways in our industry. Yeah. So it just feels like I'm between gigs, only now everyone is between gigs. So yeah. that's different. But as far as being at home, yeah, uh, everyone's healthy. We've kind of been quarantined, for lack of a better word, for almost mm-hmm. three weeks. Uh, and no one's gotten ill on our street. We haven't gotten sick. And so that's a good thing. You've still been communicating with your neighbors, getting out there like yeah. six feet away, yelling at them stuff. <laughs> yeah. And try, trying to enforce uh, social distancing with the children. Um, oh. Although we did just take it one step further subject to the, the DC. Uh, they're calling it a stay at home order um, right. versus a like a shelter in place. Mm-hmm. DC always likes to call things a little bit different. So uh, like a, a certificate of good standing in right. California in DC is called a clean hands doc. <laughs> so nice. so the, right. uh, the stay at home mm-hmm. is the same thing as shelter in place, I think. But all that said, um, yeah, for the past few weeks, you know, none of the children on our block have left the street. Right. Um, and n- none of them are sick or exhibiting mm-hmm. any any symptoms at all. I'm not ill and my wife's not ill and, and no one that we know on the street is ill. And so hopefully that will keep up. And, and for the most part, I would say, as far as I know, for everyone that we interact with regularly, going to the grocery store, when when we were going to work, we were going to work. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. So give us a little background about yourself. I know we just read your, a little bit of your bio, but oh, give us a little cool. background, you and the work you do, and uh, and what was happening just as all of this, of this pandemic was unfolding. Sure. I work in the film and television industry and, and commercials and documentary, and I was right up to everything stopping, was prepping a commercial that was going to film during the Rock and Roll Marathon. 
Uh, for oh. an oh, I can say uh, with I don't think the NDA has expired. So for an <laughs> act for an activewear brand. Okay. Um, uh-huh. so, Got uh, it. But you know what? To their to the agency's credit mm-hmm. and to the production company's credit, they paid us, which was That's I great. wasn't expecting. That's it. great. Yeah, it was very very cool of them. Definitely wasn't expecting it. You know, big shout out to the producer who hired me on there, um, Melissa Tiernan. She was awesome mm-hmm. and she fought mm-hmm. for us and I really appreciate that. But all that said, that was literally, you know, was it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Mm-hmm. It, it would have been last with this past weekend. And then I worked all the way up until I've had a very uncharacteristically busy in D.C. for me in the first quarter of this year. So really great, really, really grateful great. for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like every Good. every week a little gig, every week a little gig, wrapping a movie that I did last fall in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So while I'm not still on the payroll, stuff to keep me busy, chasing down SAG bond reimbursements. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, especially now. Um, yeah, so I primarily focus on doing movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. I've traveled quite a bit. But I've chosen to make my base of operations here Mm -hmm. um, to really lean into having movies and TV shows get set up to film here um, and have had have started having some success on that front, too. So I'm sure you're pretty, you know, immersed in the D.C. film community. Like, how is it going for everybody there? Uh, it's as slow here yeah. as it is in Los Angeles. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was following Facebook posts of friends and colleagues. So the last day I worked would have been, I think, Friday the 13th. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was around that time for everybody. I remember seeing posts of people saying, you know, we're we're wrapping up this thing that isn't going to happen. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And yep. then the official word came down, I think on, it was either that day or Monday the 16th. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I got notification earlier this week, I think that there was a talent on our set that had tested positive. Wow. Um, But even on our set, we had already been using best practices, no handshaking, lots of hand sanitizer everywhere. Mm. Fortunately enough, he was a self-drive. So he was only hanging out in his car. He wasn't really hanging out other than on set with anybody else. And so far to my knowledge, no one else has tested positive. No one else has had any symptoms. And that was over three weeks ago. Yes. So, you You know, should be in the clear should be okay. But you know, so that's, that was my last job. And then to (laughs) get that note, but even when that job was ending and it was, was talking with friends and colleagues on set, it was one of those things where like, wow, yeah, I guess this is a real serious thing. And, um, my brother called me about this in November of last year. I was doing that movie mm-hmm. and, and he is a history major uh, and he focuses a lot on things going on around the world. And I remember him calling me and saying, Hey, there's this thing going on in Hubei province in a place called Wuhan. And the Chinese government just stopped people from being able to upload to Weibo. Upload to what? Uh, to what? Weibo. Oh, right. And, uh, you know, of course, skeptical older brother. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, but he called it. He had said that that this thing could blow up. He had an inkling, which means he's not the only one, Mm -mm. had an inkling that something was coming down the line and it had the, the propensity to be a big deal. 
And what, what, can you give us a date again of when that was? I'll go back and look. I remember him texting and emailing me. I, I was still in Oklahoma. We were still filming. I know it was after Thanksgiving. Oh, so it was that long ago. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? To err on the side of caution, let's say it was early December. I came back from Oklahoma oh. right before Christmas, and he told me while I was in Oklahoma. And I, again, I just remember thinking, hmm, we'll see. And, yeah. you know, and we, 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 we have seen. And we've seen. <laughs> we have seen. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you, you bring an interesting perspective because, you know, Christian and I, we mostly work in, in commercials. Mm-hmm. You being in the market that you're in, you kind of do it all. And a big part of what you do is you're hosting, you're production servicing shows that come that want to shoot right. in D.C. because yeah. they want the buildings. They want they want all that architecture and they want those landmarks in the show. I don't know if you know who's shooting in the town right now or who was shooting, if all those shows are canceled or on hiatus or a follow-up will be, I don't know if you do much local commercial production mm-hmm. or local stuff for any of the organizations that are in the D.C. area. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, a number of my colleagues were working on pilots, mm-hmm. um, Virginia and Maryland. I think Vir- Maryland has that Showtime show, The President is Missing. Mm-hmm. And then Virginia just wrapped Good Lord Bird. Uh, Swagger had gone down, but I had heard it come back up. Both states have a decent amount of incentive money. So there are productions that were happening and they stopped. Uh, I assume mm. they're coming back. I haven't heard that things are, are gone, gone. Right. The, the things that are gone, gone are like commercials. Yes. So in the sense that they'll just do a different or another commercial, maybe they'll come back to the same people. Maybe it'll be the same production company. Mm. Who knows? I had bit, I had put bids out on two projects that hopefully will come back, but, but it's been silent <laughs> from from the other end. Understandably so. I've just been following friends and colleagues online and reaching out to just mm-hmm. to say, hi, how you doing? Everything okay? Um, right. You know, sadly, I don't know if it's related or not, but uh, I just heard of a colleague passing and I, mm. I, I don't know if the test results have come in or if they were positive. It, some of the symptoms I heard that he had were similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that he would have gotten it working, but I know that part of the way they found out was some friends of mine were following up on start paperwork. Yeah. Wow. And he was an incredibly awesome, like shift supervisor, security guard guy. So, so rad, sweet, sweet man. But so to answer your, so the first question, yes, there, there were a number of things filming on a, on a film and television level Mm -hmm. in the district proper there were like pilots and in and around DC. And then, like I said, that Showtime series I heard was going to be at least two or three seasons long. I have no reason to think it's not going to be. So at some point that'll pick back up. Yeah. I mean, people still want to watch stuff. (laughs) Exactly. It'll come back when it can. Exactly. And there were things that were filming that had completed that have not Mm -hmm. released yet. So, you know, it's, it's fair to say that studios and distributors have some amount of, content in various stages of the queue. Right. Right. So who knows how long this will last? It should last as long as it needs to last safely. Right. To get right. a handle on it. But I don't think we'll see like, Oh my God, we ran out of stuff for you to watch. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no. um, but there no. does seem to be a, a very real immediate sense, especially amongst colleagues 
um, that I work with or that I hire on behalf of productions of like, I'm just not working. I, you know, they don't have anything. Like I very gratefully right. have some prep stuff. that's a few months off that I would have mm. been doing remotely anyways. Right. And I'm really fortunate for the role that I fulfill that I get work like that, mm-hmm. but your, yeah. gri- your grips mm-hmm. and your electrics and your hair makeup yeah. people and the onset, they, they work on mm-hmm. set. They yeah. occasionally get a little bit of prep, but they don't get weeks or months in no. advance of prep. Mm-hmm. So my heart really goes out for them. And, and just, you know, like I Absolutely. said, it's a lot like peaks and valleys, generally speaking, but now everyone is in the valley. And yeah. that's, that's a very unique and hopefully singular incident that we will experience. Yeah. I feel like right. um, this is the great equalizer. Yeah, I've been following a lot of the dialogue back and forth on on co-pros mm-hmm. about unionizing and benefits and all those sorts of things. And, you know, this could be an opportunity to move forward on that stuff. I also think that, you know, this affords a very real, for lack of a better word, slap in the face to all of us to realize, you know what, you have got to have some sort of a buffer even if it's just yeah. a month or two months, you know, if you can do six months, six months, and I know that's asking a lot. Look, I'm a married man with two kids. Mm-hmm. Our, right. he- our health insurance is not cheap. Our, right. our mortgage is due every month. So I get it. You know, asking someone that is not, you know, independently financially wealthy, like, you know, to, to have three to six months saved up and yeah. like you, you never touch it. That's a, yeah. that's a tall that's a order. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. But, but maybe it is something that we should aspire to, even if it's one month or two months, because mm-hmm. when these times roll around, when the valleys roll around, I, th- that feeling of panic and dread of like, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I've been very fortunate. Um, to grow up in such a way that that wasn't my everyday, but I do have friends that grew up very differently from me and they have lived through that. The feeling is the same, no matter how you grew up, the panic and dread you feel when you're like, I have these responsibilities mm-hmm. and nothing to meet them. It is, it is just, so I, I can only imagine what people are feeling right now that, yeah. that don't have what we're talking about in a bank account. And, and how stressful that has to be. And with no, no real end in sight. I mean, I, I keep getting asked for this project that I'm prepping. Hey, so when do you think we'll go? Which is a totally fair question, <laughs> yeah. you know? And maybe we'll travel middle to late May. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. You know. Maybe, maybe it'll be June, July. Maybe it'll go away. Mm-hmm. I think mid-May would be the earliest right. at this point, yeah. right? Is yeah. I think we're all kind of on the same page there of like, it, we were hopeful it would be sooner, but in the end, it's, I mean. It's, it's not worth, it's not worth rolling at all. Price. It's not it's worth not it. at all. Mm-mm. Well, so what yeah. about political ads and stuff? Yeah, political yeah. work or what's, or, happened, or, what's um, happening there? <laughs> you, you you asked to talk to the one guy in DC <laughs> that has never shot a political, right? Oh, um, funny. Yeah, it's one of those things. I know lots of people that do. Right. I have lots of colleagues that do, and this isn't true for all of them, but for a lot of them, that's what you do. That is mm-hmm. the one thing in this market that you could only do that. If you wanted to, right. 
but you I make a living. Yeah. Like I've done nonprofit PSAs and I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've done stuff, but I've never worked on like a campaign shoot for a politician. Right. Um, and what I hear from the outside is that regardless of your own politics, you don't tend to work on both sides. So if you get in and you happen to be with a production company that does Democratic campaigns yeah. or, or Republican campaigns, those are the ones you work on if you do politicals. <laughs> the crews don't mix. <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. See, I don't know. Like I, 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 I know for a fact on a post level. Mm hmm. They don't mix. Right. Yeah, definitely on a on a voiceover level, they don't really mix. If you voice yeah. one side, you don't fight, voice the other. Yeah. We've been discussing um, how quick the turnaround's been for voiceover work for car ads, right? We're seeing mm-hmm. all the um, COVID-19, you know, PSAs coming out. A lot of them are just animation and graphics. Explainer videos, right. information, you but know, that kind of stuff. Some of them are right. definitely like web videos or people on their iPhones or... Some of the ones I've seen from the White House must be, I don't know, a news camera or something. So yeah. I, I know folks that are in the press corps. Right. And the, the one silver lining is at least we're getting press briefings again. They're wor- yeah, because <laughs> they're, they're working every day. Right. Yeah. Like, right, because they work. And, and yeah, like, like no, just not going to talk to you, which is right. ridiculous. Well, it's like 300 um, days of that or something, yeah, right? Yeah, I'll just, nah. <laughs> and then what was it? It was the... Uh, the Air Force One pressers, mm-hmm. which was a, a very strategic move, but not super helpful when you're trying to get clean audio. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, yelling over know? a helicopter? Exactly. Right. I never I never said that. Well. And, and your audio track file is uh, completely distorted. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have friends and colleagues that work in the press corps. And, you know, this has definitely been a, a more, not a return to normal, but the idea of having regular briefings, which is having access yeah, to like, information. Yes. That's what we're supposed to get. Like we are supposed to hear what's going on, whatever they're going to share. There's a, there's a component of it that really I think could be better used to instill confidence mm-hmm. in, in the American people. And, and for some people it is doing that, but I think it could be done even more effectively just as, you know, on a true attempt to bring some solidarity. Like we are all in this mm-hmm. together. It doesn't matter if you hate me or not, or if I hate you or not. Right. Uh, speaking in the third person here, yes, um, yes. <laughs> you know, but we, we are all confronting this problem together. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through it together. It, it's a real opportunity for a particular someone to, to maybe, um, I don't know, make up for some lost time. Uh, we'll see if, if that opportunity is taken doesn't really seem to me that he's taking that opportunity and I don't really expect that he would. What what is the mood right now in DC? Just in general, not even in filmmaking, but uh what's the vibe? So DC is a 10 by 10 diamond. So right. it's not a, right. not a huge place, but right. sometimes you can feel a world away from the federal core. I I live on the outskirts in a very like suburban part of the district, call it suburbs in the city. If you didn't know you were in DC on my street, you wouldn't guess that you're in DC. First Mm -hmm. guess. Mm. I have not ventured downtown, but I hear it's a ghost town. It's not as stark as say Manhattan. Like that's just vanilla sky weird, but um, (laughs) it's empty. There are businesses that are just going to have to ride this out closed. Um, what is the mood? I, I think generally speaking, there's trepidation. There's what's 
how long is this going to last? And, and I would definitely say that there is a uniform sense of we want to support those who are actively addressing this in whatever way we can, whether it's in our hearts and our thoughts or if it's donating money. I have colleagues in Oklahoma whose family members are helping put together masks. Mm-hmm. I just read some really cool article about sound devices. Have you heard about what sound devices did? No. They invented a face shield. And they're, yeah, it's, I saw pictures. It's one of my sound mixer buddies posted it on Facebook. I already like sound devices. I like them even more now. Um, not a plug. I'm not, I don't, you know, they're just <laughs> great. But this, they have they have made this face shield. Mm-hmm. Um, wow that they are basically selling at their cost and they are ramping up production and getting them to hospitals that that first responders can wear that will protect them from, from aerosol born COVID-19. And I think that's awesome that our industry is responding with the ingenuity Mm -hmm. practically. I mean, it's one thing to encourage entertainment encourages. We know that we, we totally get that. Like Elton John's concert thing, all of those things, like I get it. They have their place. They're helping people spiritually. But on some levels, people need real help. And sound yeah. devices inventing right. a face shield is awesome. That, yeah. that is practical help. And I think that's super rad. It's amazing. I think that our industry has to do that every three weeks anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so for, um, you know, the type of people that we work with to turn their skills towards helping is going to, you know, show for a lot of innovation. Absolutely. And a lot of efficiencies, I think, because we have to be anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention. Exactly. So what advice could you offer the filmmaking community? Any words of wisdom? I know that this is an unfair question, but maybe if you tell us how you're getting through this, it could help somebody else. Sure. You have, you know, again, as being kind of a production service entity there in DC, you're the one who's talking to your local crew. Right. You've got the relationships with all those guys who have kids and mortgages mm-hmm. and college funds. What are you saying to them? Can you share that with the yeah. rest of the filmmaking community about how to weather, even it just downturns in work, but especially now? Well, like we said earlier, um, peaks and valleys come with the territory, especially in Washington, D.C. Unlike other markets, uh, we all go through distinct drops in work. So a lot of us have diversified into being able to do other things to generate revenue. I think that's one thing. This is an awkward time to try and launch anything. Um, <laughs> well, but, yeah. but if you have skill sets that mm-hmm. have application, like, again, like the sound devices thing, making face shields, right? right? But when, when you have skill sets that are applicable outside of our lane, as it were, those things can be applied uh, in a way that can benefit you and, and help you keep the train moving. So, so what would I say to my friends and colleagues here? I would say, hang in there. I firmly believe that this is not the end. I would love to be right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be wrong. You know, we will get through this <laughs> sometimes on jobs that suck. <laughs> yeah. The one, the <laughs> one guiding light is this will end. It will end. We will get through it. Or sometimes even a job doesn't suck. You're just like, you know what? 12 hours from now, the day will be be over. Mm -hmm. It's over. Yeah. The hard thing about this is 
We don't know 12 hours from now. Mm-hmm. We don't have a day 84 of 84 in sight, right? I just picked that because that was the longest job I ever did. Yeah, I like, wait, I mean, that just, whoa. Right. Like, that you mean was day long, four of four? That was a long <laughs> yeah. job. Future but, world. <laughs> um, you know, I would say, as cliche as it sounds, take some time to actually watch other things that you didn't work on. To mm-hmm. read, if you can, I, I know it's hard to read, but like to read a book. Like, yeah. or, or if there's <laughs> scripts you need to catch up on, right? catch up on those scripts. Take some time. Look, I, I relish time with my family. And I'm not in any way yes. trying to sound like, I, because I live here and because travel is a huge part of my career, I have gone significant stretches away from them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that is not hard about this. Uh, it, there's always interpersonal conflict and you always deal with kids not listening or not being the sure. best spouse you can possibly be. Uh, that is 100% directed at myself. Um, <laughs> just for the record. Not the other way around, yeah. Fully directed at me. Um, and, and what I mean is that has given me moments to reflect on, okay, I, I see how I can maybe make myself better and how mm-hmm. I can work on some of these rough edges that, you know, I didn't realize we're here or I was overlooking and that's difficult, but it will distract you from everything else that's going on. I would say, try not to lose hope in the fact that we are all living in the United States in a great experiment that hopefully is going to work out based on the strength of the human spirit involved to help each other and benefit each other, regardless of political perspective. The mm-hmm. idea is that we're all going to keep living here and pursuing life, liberty, and happiness. I think I messed that up. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Right? And to me, I don't know what's happier than having, you know, being home, having your family, being able to do the basic things. And I really, truly think that that is the goal. There could be bigger, scarier things going on in the background that I'm fully mm-hmm. not aware of and not seeing, but on an everyday level, on a on a one step at a time level, that is what we cling to. We cling to the people we love that are right next to us. We cling to the people that we love that we can't see right now. And we draw together in that spirit to move forward together through this and where we can practically help when we can practically help, we do. Mm-hmm. I hope that wasn't too. No, it's beautiful. Awesome. No, that was great. Really. (laughs) I mean, um, having time at home is, I think is a freelancer's dream. Oh yeah. You know? So this forced time off, as we say, uh, you know, capture it. I think the only other piece of advice, more practical, we kind of touched on it earlier is just whatever you can do to put together a safety net. If you have to tap into your retirement now, that's what it's for. Be thankful that it is there. Don't feel like, oh my God, I'm screwing my retirement. You know what? Mm -mm. We will all make more money. We'll build that back up. No, we we have to get through now. And I think that the rules of what we, um, you know, what we've lived by as freelance people for so long will need to change when we come out of this. But it also means you still need to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what your retirement's for. Yeah. If you have it. Exactly. No matter, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be like some six figure number. It, no. could, it can be a four figure number, yeah. but, but right. you're like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. tap into that to get through this. Smart. You know, 
that that would just the only piece of practical advice I would give. Mm-hmm. Also, listen to Bob Marley. <laughs> I know. Yes, definitely. Perfect. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate yeah. you coming on here. Thank oh, you your, your for having me. Yeah, I really um, appreciate being considered. No, we yeah. really appreciate your time. Uh, this is great advice. It's definitely a different perspective. I mean, they all have a common theme, but in the end, yep. when we hear it differently, we we take what we need. Sure. So thank you mm-hmm. from that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, Lawrence, that was amazing. Um, he's yeah. <laughs> he's so yeah, infectious. Definitely. His mannerisms and his laugh, and he's smiled the whole time. <laughs> I mean, so much positive energy. That was a nice yeah. breath of fresh air. And it's so interesting, him being in kind of the epicenter of federal government, who's supposed to be handling this crisis and giving us that perspective. Thank you, Kyle, for for giving us that time and and sharing your uh, very heartfelt thoughts about uh, film crews and taking care of family and and all that. It it was great to hear. You can tell where his priorities are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is smart. All right, guys, that's it for today. Stay safe and stay connected. Stay active and please stay home. While you're there, you should wash your hands, stop touching your face, and, you know, just just be. Be with your family. Be with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Be with yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. If you're at home isolated by yourself, love yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Christian, how can people get a hold of you directly? Um, I'm at sisterchristianproduces.com. Lawrence, how can people reach you? LawrenceTLewis.com or for voiceover, voiceoflawrence.com. Be sure to send us your voice recordings or emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com and share us. Yes, share us with your friends, rate us on Apple Podcasts and uh, spread the word. We really believe that sharing these stories like Kyle's is helping connect our community for all the people that are out of work scared, worried, concerned, it it helps us all feel a little more connected. Yeah. And maybe just a touch less anxious. Yes. (laughs) Maybe. Thanks, y'all. Thanks all. See See you tomorrow. tomorrow.